0: Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Ancient Health Institute Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the five elements rejuvenation and the diet and the foods that help you rejuvenate we're also going to talk about some of the physical activities that you could do to help your body prosper so in this podcast we're going to talk about and review what the five elements mean so in previous podcasts we had discussed about an element that can describe a person so in chinese medicine there is five elements that are used to describe everything in the world basically you have wood fire earth metal Water returning back to wood. So there's the five. So when we're talking about five elements, think of it this way. It's called the constructive cycle. And there's a destructive cycle in Chinese medicine. But the constructive cycle is used to talk about the construction of the world. So if you have wood, you chop the wood down with metal. We'll get back to that. But we take the wood pieces, put it into the fire. The fire burns it. Then that wood turns into ash and it becomes earth. And then the earth starts to make that dirt carbon and make it mineral. So it becomes metals. And then the metals go into what the water, the earth, the groundwater. And then that groundwater goes up and feeds up into the roots of the tree. So the tree starts to grow because of the water. So you have this complete cycle. Now, a destructive cycle, on the other hand, would be talking about how an element can keep another element at bay. For instance, if you had metal, metal can be turned into an axe, an axe can chop wood. So the metal element is there to keep an eye on or control the wood element. So if you think about it that way, that's how nature basically can keep other things at bay or keep them in check. The fire element, what does the fire element do? It melts the metal. That's how it all works, even when we're describing health and a person's personality, how we're talking about their body types. So think about the five elements, And we're going to go through each one of them and we're going to do it in a nice, easy style. I don't want it to be like very complicated, but we're going to talk about some foods. And I've written down plenty of foods that I've suggested to my patients, but there's so many that you can suggest for a particular uh, element type that I put it on my notes because I didn't want to miss anything. So if you see me looking over here, guys, it's because I just want to make sure I'm pretty thorough for this this podcast. So let's start about talking about rejuvenation. When an element gets tired... It really does reflect the organ that's associated with the element, okay? So, you can write this down. Fire elements usually have a few organs. Small intestine, triple warmer, which is the thyroid, the adrenals, the testes, the ovaries, the pericardium, which is the muscle around the heart, and the heart itself. Those are four key organs of the fire element. Then, when you go over into the earth element, you have the stomach and the spleen, Those are your digestive organs. Then the earth goes down into what? The metal. Feeds the metal elements, which are basically the organs of the lung and the large intestine. So we go back up into the water, and the water is the kidney and the bladder. Kidney and bladder, water goes up into wood element, which is gallbladder and liver. All right? These are just side notes. I like to say, like, whenever we talk about the yin and the yang, in organs, the yang organs are the hollow organs, such as the gallbladder. The yin organ is the liver, so they are paired organs, paired meridians. Okay, so the wood is represented by the liver, the yin organ, and the gallbladder, the yang organ, the hollow and the full. Yin is describing the coolness of the body. It's supposed to keep you nice and cool, keep everything calm and serene, and the yang is that fire, it's that outburst, let's go kind of organ in your body so that's just a small spin on the five elements now each element will feed each other or it can destroy each other but I want to go into the fire element at the beginning just to give you a quick example and if you guys you know if we miss anything along the way or you want to write some notes remember you can always rewind it and we can go over these things Uh, you can go back over them again so with the fire element Let's talk about the heart. Let's talk about the pericardium and the thyroid. So these individuals usually are the get up and go people. They're the individuals that literally are just like always on the move. They're high energy. They love to be the the life of the party because it's just in their nature. They like to be outgoing and extroverts. Um, When they're really fully in balance, they're loving life and loving community but a fire element is usually represented by somebody has like a really heart-shaped face which means they're kind of ruddy they could have some freckles they could have red hair not all the time but usually those individuals are driven by their heart they're driven by the emotions of the heart which is joy happiness now the color with that element is red the red color of fire now if this person's out of balance it means that that person can start feeling the emotions of feeling not loved unlovable which can be feel like rejected. They can be have approval issues or they can feel alone or abandoned. And these are all within the fire element Remember the small intestine, pericardium, heart, and the triple warmer. So when these organs are very happy, when they're energized, what do they do? If you look at the Western medicine aspect of it, you can see that what does the small intestine help the digestion with? It takes dissolved food, pulls it in and distributes it back out into the bloodstream, which creates energy. What does the heart do takes all those nutrients and captures those nutrients and pumps and puts blood throughout the whole system the pericardium aids out because it's the muscles around the heart and then you have the thyroid and the adrenals and the uh, reproductive glands and what do they do they produce hormones and they produce certain chemicals that help us create atp and they have a lot of mitochondria with them that make us energy so you have these organs abilities to make energy and when you're fully energized You have blood flowing, it's going through your skin. You feel strong and protected. You feel like you can take on the world because there's enough sufficient blood flow. Your hands are staying warm, your feet are staying warm. But you ever notice that when individuals have thyroid issues or they have heart issues, they have cold hands and cold feet. They feel unprotected. And the reason being is because there's not enough blood flow underneath the skin. So your mind, your brain, your subconscious starts to feel like you're unprotected because you don't have enough blood flow to shield and help raise what we call the Wei Qi. The Wei Qi is basically electrical signals. It's electricity that travels underneath your skin and it is fed and helped along with blood flow right on the skin. It's a defense mechanism to pathogens, but it also can make you feel emotionally vulnerable to other people's emotions and other people's negative energy. So you have this fire element represented by the red color. You have the function of the organs. Now, when you go into it and you say, let's say the heart or the pericardium got an infection, like a bacterial infection, like strep or staph. What if we got fungus? What happens to the heart? The pericardium becomes weak. What if you got SIBO? Small intestine becomes weak. So these, fung- these organs are not functioning at hundred percent, and so you start to get a weakening in there. And the emotions, instead of being really protected and loved, start to feel abandoned, unprotected, and just basically not deserving. So they won't feel loved. So you can actually see that the physical aspects of the organ can actually create emotional fatigue, and it can go both ways. So when we're talking about that, we can see how the organ can create emotional issues and emotions can create the organ issue because there's a direct link between the emotion and the organ. So what are the nutrients? So when we talk about nutrients, in Chinese medicine, it is all about creating energy and creating balance. So you don't want to get too hyper with too much yang energy, too much explosion, too much uh, go get them energy. Or you don't want too too much yin, which is basically conservative or crowding down or that um, nice inner warmth, like the Mother Earth feeling. You don't want too much of either one. You want to create a good balance, but you always want to keep the energy of the organ at balance, which means you want it to be able to process both yin aspects of life and yang excitability, and calmness, and reserve. So, these foods are there to feed the organs of the element. So, when we talk about Chinese medicine, this is my aspect of it. There's many aspects out there, and I know many practitioners out there, you guys can send me some messages because I know there's a lot more you guys can learn about this. Um, one of my great friends, Dr. Anis uh, Khalif, he's just really good at this, and he explained it so well. So, guys, check him out. He has a great uh, presence on TikTok and on um, Instagram. But we're talking about when we have uh, the foods, we're trying to feed foods that can create balance within the organ. So when we talk about fire, you think about the color red, and the color red is usually the foods that help feed the fire element, uh, like cherries, uh, red beef, beets, even um, coffee beans because they're red at times. Even chocolate, uh, they can have a red tint to them, the beans of the of chocolate. But there's the the redness within the color shows that it can actually accentuate the activity of the thyroid or the heart or the adrenals. And what does caffeine do from chocolate or coffee? It creates more heat in the body, right? If You talk about cherries. Cherries are the same thing. It's very good for the heart. So red beef, red beef is full of iron. And if you have iron that gets into the body, what does your body do with uh, red blood cells from your heart? And from your spleen and from your bone marrow, you basically create these red blood cells that have hemoglobin inside that c- attach to iron and iron then attaches to oxygen. And that's distributed through your blood and the blood creates energy. Mitochondria helps. It's traveling throughout your system. So you see how Chinese medicine and Western medicine sort of go in hand in hand. It's really great. And even you look at Ayurvedic texts, It's really, really amazing how texts from ages ago can correlate to what we're seeing in Western medicine right now so we have these red um foods Uh, i'm gonna make sure i got all of these right here like uh, that i've written down for you guys um make sure i don't miss anything i named a few that i liked actually uh red colored vegetables i mean uh, red colored vegetables and you can have so many basically like red peppers you can have uh, leafy um, uh, lettuces that are red in color when they turn those are the ones that really help with your heart and you'll find out that People ask about that. If you really study, like I have a few biochemistry books here at the office that represent, uh, tell you what kind of foods contain what kind of nutrients. And you'll find that if you correlate and you research that the type of nutrients that are in these red colored plants and vegetables and fruits, that they are actually filled with vitamins and minerals that help accentuate certain activities within the organs we just mentioned, the thyroid, the heart, the adrenals, the pericardium. So there's a huge correlation about how these can actually bring strength to the organ. Now, after that, you ask, well, when we bring strength between the unity between yin and yang within the heart, what does that do for us how does it create an energy well first you get nutrients and vitamins to help increase mitochondria production which is ATP which is energy and chi but you're also giving the body the the fuel it needs to help fuel the innate intelligence so your heart could have an infection let's say you had strep or staph or you had bacteria or Lyme what does that mean it means that your organ needs that energy to help call in those troops the white blood cells help the body then take those white blood cells and have this innate intelligence to go in and clean out the organ that's sick so we're not just saying take all these foods in an effort to like detox and kill off we're saying raise energy so that you'd raise the innate intelligence the awareness within the organ when the organ you can look at a lot of medical book texts and see that each organ not every organ but many of the organs have enteric nervous systems which means they have their own mind they can operate on their own many of them do but what we're doing is we're trying to get the body to do what it's supposed to do on its own. And then you'll see that if you raise the energy of one organ, let's say you did it with a heart and with the small intestine, it helps the function of other organs. So it's like you and I helping each other in some form of a spider web approach. So the small intestine and the heart and the thyroid, remember, they go in and help the earth and the spleen. You say, well, how in the world does a small intestine help the stomach and the spleen? Well, if your stomach digests food, the food is digested and it pours into the small intestine. Now, if the small intestine is not healthy, let's say your small intestine had SIBO, would your small small intestine receive food properly and take those nutrients and put it out to your bloodstream if there was SIBO running around through the small intestine? No, it wouldn't. The stomach is dissolving food, and it knows if there's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So it's digesting the food. It's like, well, here it comes. Well, it's not going to be able to get distributed properly. And then the stomach starts to back up. It gets rebellious stomach energy, rebellious stomach chi. So the stomach doesn't function properly because sometimes that small intestinal bacterial growth will go up into the stomach. Sometimes the acidity of the stomach can be overwhelmed because the function of the small intestine down below is off. So you see how the fire element, the small intestine, right, helps next in line, which is the stomach and the spleen. So if you have a properly functioning small intestine, if it's energized properly, has a nice amount of energy into it, and it's balanced, it will receive all that food from the, small, from the stomach and then distribute it. And then the stomach has relief because it's like, oh, my, uh, my friend down here, small intestine, actually is energized enough to take the new food and nutrients to distribute it. I know that's a brief, maybe it's a too much of a wordy explanation, but I want you to know that organs are basically energized in Chinese medicine to take on the load or help a friend out. That's what it's all about. That's when we talk about balance and yin and yang. It's just that each organ knows what each other are doing. And if they aren't functioning at 100%, one organ that's really dysfunctional will get tired and get weak, and they'll start robbing energy from other organs. And at points, the other organs go, hey, you can't keep taking energy from me. We're going to have to cut off the supply to you. So it's like a grid, like the electrical patterns in a grid, like if a city grid. You know, when a, one area gets too overwhelmed with electricity, a flip will, a switch will flip so that there is not too much current running through the wire to one particular area because it can make the whole area blow shut down. That's what the body will do. It knows that one organ is just robbing all the energy as it can. So the body's like, click, click, click. No, we can't keep feeding energy to that. So we have to minimize. So it's this really big, that's that destructive flow. It is the one that keeps other organs in check. I hope that makes sense. So we went on a little bit of a tangent, but I wanted to explain to you, like, so we're talking about these different foods. So let's review them. You have beets grass-fed beef, we got cherries, coffee, we have um, cayenne, red-colored vegetables, uh, even like the, the chocolates, like the bitter chocolates. Now, a few things I wrote down that are really good because of that color is some of the herbs are like logan berries and lotus seeds um, and also um, lily i mean they they really help with the heart now there are certain types of uh, pills and capsules you get with these that are already in there so you don't have to go out and eat them but you have this type of nutrition write those things down guys and incorporate them into your diet if you find yourself as a fire element fire elements are those individuals who are run the high energy people they like high intensity exercise in the morning so if you're a fire element get to that high intensity element um basically um Get that high intensity energy in the morning where you're doing like a big, uh, fast twitch, um, high intensity workouts in the morning. It's going to feed you. And in, in your environment, when you get invigorated, you want warm climates. Uh, I talked about that in a in a reel. you want to have. um really good uh desert time or beach time or places where you have lots of sun it's going to feed your heart and soul okay so that's what's going to invigorate the fire element those are the foods that you can use and incorporate as like add-ons or something that add into your diet but remember it's the red colored foods that usually feed the fire element you want to encourage the small intestine and and the thyroid to get as energized as possible okay so let's go on to the next so the fire element goes into the earth element so I'm going to pull my Earth element. Now, now the Earth element's usually like the people who are the peacemakers, um, they're the other individuals who are the warm-hearted individuals that are usually really, really like comforting, and people love to go to them because they listen to their problems and they and they had that warmth, and it's like the teddy bear effect, you know, the mother Earth type feeling to it. Remember, that's the stomach and sp- and spleen organs associated with the Earth element. Now, the earth elements are those individuals that if they're in balance, uh, again, they are cool and calm, collective. Um, They like to be um, a person that's able to listen well. There are people that you're always getting called or text saying, hey, buddy, can you can I ask you something? Can you give me some advice about this? Now, the problem with earth elements, too. And I hate to say that um, I don't say it's a problem. Earth elements, usually if they get out of balance, they start to feel overwhelmed, but in a sense, they start to have low self-esteem, low self-worth because they're always used to taking somebody else's energy and basically listening to it. I'm saying they're taking that energy on, and if they get into a routine, they feel like they have to care for everybody, and if they don't care enough, then they start to do what? They start to put themselves down like I'm not good enough. I should have been there for that person. I didn't care enough. I didn't live for them. I didn't live through them and so they start to have this low self-esteem this self-criticism that's the downfall if there's imbalance within these two organs and in this element so the stomach and spleen can get very weak now you can look at your genetic past to your parents and see if they had stomach issues like uh ulcers if they had always had uh, nausea or hiatal hernias or if they had issues that say like had h pylori or increased acid or they always had some kind of esophageal issue If that's the case, or you had spleen issues, let's say you had mono or you had lymph node issues, if you have those kind of conditions, then you start to see that these infections or these areas could be infected because of the weakness that's passed on by by the genetics. Add on, if we had a standard American diet with lots of uh, different types of um, excess sugar, trans fats, uh, pesticides, uh, GMO uh, laden uh, foods, basically that are genetically modified, it can weaken the stomach and cause the defense mechanism within these organs to go down. So then foods can come in with infections in them, and they can make the infection spread within the stomach and spleen through the lymph system. So you ha- see how it kind of works with each other, uh, how these things work together in the body. And so this, the stomach spleen person, the earth element issue, is that the individual is like ha- happy to be along with everybody, and then the weakness comes in, and then the infections start. And so you start to see these issues uh, turn into things like ulcerative colitis or gastritis or issues within the stomach like um, the ulcers. And then the emotions change. And then after that, you start to go, what can I do to help strengthen my stomach? So and many times in the office, what I'll find out is that I'll, I'll try to identify the infections that could be there, like what are the frequencies of the infections or what are the blood tests saying, and then try to find herbals that can actually help uh, clean these things up. But I want to go by each by the earth element. And I wrote down a few good examples about uh, the foods. Now, remember, earth is uh, represented and I need to go back. Earth is represented by the late summer. The fire elements. represented in summer because it's firing hot but late summer is stomach and spleen so you'll start to see foods that are basically i don't say necessarily grown or started to be grown but they're being cultivated within the late summer so um, like you'll see something like pumpkins or cinnamon sweet potatoes potatoes themselves uh you also have i put down here turmeric and oranges and also astragalus. These are um, really good types of foods to incorporate in your diet. So check that out, rewind it and see, but these uh, and review them. But these are good diets to have to help with your um, with your earth element. Now, the earth element, remember, is like the rounded body with a rounded face, um, usually nice, full cheeks, nice, rounded shoulders, and rounded hips. Um, so if you have that particular element type about you, then these are foods that you want to pay attention to. Even papaya is a good one. I like papaya and uh, persimmons, as our uh, as our English neighbors would say, are really good for the body. I also love um, with the herbs, I love astragalus. Um, I love tangerines, uh, the peels of them. And I love ginger. I love gingers are really good um, herb for the um, earth element. So these are good types of foods and herbs, remember, that accentuate the activity of the stomach and spleen. The stomach to help increase what? Acid production and help with the mucosal lining. And then you have the spleen and these nutrients within these types of food help the spleen with its cleaning ability and helps it with the recycling of red blood cells. So you can research the nutrients within them, then you'll see that they will actually accentuate the activity and the healing of the organ. Now, earth elements, you basically, um, you like. Uh, different types of exercises that are kind of like consistent, like you want to be outside near the earth, you want to be in the dirt, you want to do gardening and stuff, but you like things that are basically consistent and steady, uh, like running, and uh, biking and cycling, those are good exercises for the earth element. And you really want to put your feet in the dirt, you put your hands in the dirt, those are things that are hobbies that would actually rejuvenate you. So you think about these steady, constant exercises, uh, putting your hands in the dirt, those are the things that's going to rejuvenate your type. Now, if you're going to go on any type of trips, I would suggest that the earth element goes anywhere. There's lots of good dirt. And I'm just like, we're on dirt everywhere. But I mean, easy access, an area like a good forest, uh, you don't necessarily like the desert with sand, probably is not going to be your your big <laughs> to go-to. If you're down out into the, uh, like, um, the ocean area, I love the ocean and the, the sand, I do, but that's not necessarily for an earth element. So um, you can be an earth element, love these things, but you really need to make sure that you get near the soil, okay? That's the earth element. Let's move on to the metal. Now, I make sure that I get my good list here, but the, the metal elements are represented by the, the lungs and the large intestine, okay? Their color is usually white and they're represented in the fall, the gray, the white of the fall, the dryness of the, of the, of the season. Um, in this time, the organs that are cultivating the most and are meant to get the most rejuvenation or express themselves the most is going to be the lungs and the large intestine. So when you go into fog, what you're doing is you're starting to go into slumber. OK, you're starting to go into that relaxation time. Um, lungs and large intestine usually have to do with the emotions of grief and sadness and crying. Now, if a person is a lung or a large intestine individual metal element, they usually have a really nice square face, square angles. They're very organized. They like to be have things, everything in order. They're very dependable. They're good at taking a job and categorizing it and giving you a complete plan of what's going on. They like to have order. That's a metal element. If you have a square angle jaw, like literally like they call it the king and queen's jaw. If you have really nice chiseled cheekbones, if you have um, a nice broad shoulders, that can be some indications of the metal, which is represented like by the mountains. You want to be out in the mountains somewhere, guys, because they're the sheer cliffs, the metal edge. Those feed the metal's heart whenever they're out. Be organized. Find those things that help with organization. And you choose those jobs that help you to keep things in order. Orders a big thing for you. Calendars, numbers, things like that are very, very important to you. Now, with the lung and large intestine, the thing is, the the, the large intestine um, is, you know, basically where you uh, take all your waste. That in the bladder, but the large intestine is where you take your waste and you expel them. And the lung, you wouldn't realize this, but the lung gets a lot of rid of a lot of waste. Some people, individuals think that no, it doesn't. I'm like yes, it does. The lungs get rid of a ton of waste. You take in oxygen and you get rid of CO two. You breathe in so much dust particles, so much pesticides, so many viruses and bacteria around you, and your body has a defense mechanism within your lungs to go and attack those things that go into ove- the alveoli, into the little pockets in your lungs, and it kills them off. So you are busy pushing tons of bacteria back out and tons of viruses. Your lungs do that all day. They basically say that what is the first, in Chinese medicine, the first contact with the universe is through the nose, through the oxygen molecule. So In time, I should have talked about the ORI cycle, but the long and large intestine is the fall, the fall, the winter, or fall leading into the winter um, element, and they usually are most represented from the time frames in the day. Uh, between 3 to 5 a.m., which is the lung time, and the 5 to 7 a.m., which is the large intestine. So your lungs are really repairing between 3 and 5 a.m. If you get up in the morning between 3 and 5 a.m., you may have an old lung infection you don't even know you have. The 5 to 7 a.m. is when you take your bowel movements. Most people get up, and right when they get up, they say, I had to take a bowel movement because a lot of energy is placed in that large intestine to expel all the waste that's been collected from the liver and from the evening and from the last day, the last of the uh, previous day. So... You had uh, the large intestine and the lungs, and they also, with the, the emotions of the grief and the sadness, if there was ever an infection, or let's say this, you had lots of grief in your life, and that grief built up so bad that it literally drained the electrical activity and the blood flow to those organs, because if there's grieving involved, what do you do with your lungs? You cry, and they've shown in science that when you cry, like the, the tears have different chemical makeup or different hormonal makeup between a happy tear and a sad tear so your body's getting rid of toxicities and also getting rid of different hormones that are not needed so when you say i needed a good cry i need to cry that thing out why because your body knew that there was excess hormone buildup and those are associated with emotions and emotions are associated with thoughts and thoughts are associated with what with outside environmental impressions empathic impressions or um feeling of uh, different uh energies from other individuals I and mean, even those things are from your genetic past that's inside your own mind but you have all these things that are built up in your body in your lungs and in your large intestine so your body's like i'm gonna cry it out and if you can't cry it out which sometimes we'll have a bowel movement you ever have people that get so grieved or sad like like i have to go to the restroom right now why you're trying to get rid of that metabolic waste that toxicity in your life so there's a complete um correlation between the crying the sadness and the lungs you you guys understand like whenever the lungs are filled up with toxicity you may just start crying why because the body says there's too much grief and I need to release these hormones in some way because this guy's the person whoever's got these grieving is they're not doing a lot of uh activity to help release it in another way so I have to cry so if you have an uncontrollable crying, if you're crying too much, that means that you could have excess lung chi. You could have that. You could basically have congested, congealed blood flow through the lungs. And if the large intestines involved. You have constipation, you can have intermittent diarrhea, you can have parasite problems, you can have mucosal issues, candida and yeast, you can have mold in the lungs, you have chronic mold. Those things can lead to these emotions showing themselves. And also, too, the weakness of these infections within the organs can lead to the emotions. So they go back and forth. Now, really to bring some um, good balance, I always say this, whatever is feeding into the metal, right, it's the earth is feeding into the metal. The metal element is, I said, the organization people. The people are pretty like straightforward, facts, figures. I like more organization. If the earth element feeds into the metal, the metals would benefit from hanging around people that, the earth, that represent the earth element. So if you're a metal element, you want to be around earthy people, the teddy bears, the comforting people. You need that complete offset. You need that kind of comfort in your life. And you think, oh, no, I like to be around other people. No, you need that to feed in your life. You need a balanced earth around your life. Balanced earth, you need a balanced fire to feed into you. Not somebody that's over-exaggerated, that laughs at every single thing, that's hyper-hysterical. You want a nice balanced fire that keeps some energy into your life. Why? Because the earth element's like not really the person to go out and uh, get uh, be an extrovert. They're like kind of like reserved and calm. They need that fire friend in their life to like bring them out of their shell and do, get some good energy into their life. See how kind of they kind of feed each other. So if you have infections, if you have these grieving, you can start to use the foods, which I love right here. Like you want the white and yellow, light yellow colored foods. So what are we talking about? We're talking about ginger and bone bone broth. I put them here, cauliflower. Uh, I even put uh, good kefir, Uh, onions and garlic, Um, and also like uh, pears are really good. So um, another one I added in there was um, um, black Spanish radish. That's really good, too. So these are good foods that can feed and accentuate the lung and the large intestine. Now, a couple of different herbs I like are like ginger, scallions, uh, tangerines. I like American ginseng. That's really good. Um, apricots, stragglers. Um, uh, You can use almonds too. Almonds are really good. So these are all good foods that if you put them in your diet and you put them incorporate into certain types of recipes are really, really good at like feeding and encouraging the metal element. So whenever you have this metal element be encouraged, then you go into hobbies. Like you want to design things. You want to make sure that um, things are organized and that uh, you have things that have metallic finishes. You want your house to have metal in it, metal edges. You ever have those, like people say they love metal. They love their houses to look like they're metallic because they have that metal element within them. So then you go to the mountains. So why don't you build a metal house in the, in the mountains? That would really be great. So try these foods out. I know I, I'd spend on them, like, if you had ginger or scallions or you had onions or garlic, one of the biggest components that if you would look into like um, scallions or garlic is that a lot of them have um, good amounts of sulfur in them. And sulfur is a really big detoxifier. Uh, depending on a person's genetics, a lot of times a gene is a, there's genes that help break down sulfur. And so if a person can break down the sulfur properly, then they'll actually help their bodies detoxify. And these uh, foods have been shown to help accentuate some of the detox capabilities of the lung and the large intestine. So you have sulfur in there and some people are sensitive to sulfur. So if you are, you probably don't want to eat these foods. Um, But we have seen that when people use these as in their ingredients or they use these as add-ons, that it can really get the metal element balanced and flourishing. So remember, if the large intestine and in the lungs, you're also working with the mucosal linings within these uh, organs. So check these out. Now, whenever we talk about, um, I want to make sure that I've got all the foods there. Probiotics, I put that one down too. Um, so you want to choose a great probiotic for you, okay, uh, for yourself and make sure you have a good um, uh, healthcare professional that can actually go through that and work with you to find the right probiotic for you. Okay. Um. Whenever you do a, me, a metal element training, I always tell individuals with a metal element that they probably want to do like upper body strength because the upper body of a metal element can usually be a little bit weaker, even though they can have broad shoulders. So I think things such as bodybuilding building, or rock climbing or swimming, things that can really accentuate the shoulders and the chest uh, that can really help the area around um, the uh, upper pecs, which is really big for um, the metal element. But usually those uh, heavier weights are pretty good for the metal element. It, it strains and gives them a good strain in their body. Okay, so that's the metal element, guys. Now let's go into the water element. The water element is usually the person who's uh, we call the philosopher. And the philosopher is the individual who internalizes, who's an internal processor. And this individual can create a lot of great ideas. Now they may not necessarily want to activate the idea they just have a really great ideas because they'll take a thought they'll meditate on it and pray about it and they are very empathic they're very intuitive they can take ideas and just internalize them and then they can create them and people are like man these wa- the water elements are the people who are the in- inventive they're the ones that come up with such great great insight So these are like the people you go to and go hey I need to get your spin on life you tell me your philosophy in life? And the individual usually has really smooth cheeks. stretched his back here and has, they're not really full. They just look smooth like water and their skin's usually pretty soft. They usually have like a little bit of a darker complexion or darker hair. The, the elements is, is the water. I mean so we have uh, it's represented in the winter so the winter the cold months are represented with the the kidney and the bladder the kidney and the bladder do what they help you filter water and help you get rid of waste within the fluids of the body also also help you extract water out of uh, basically uh, your foods and through uh, like through the kidney system so you have the winter basically represented by the water element, and the kidney and the bladder are the most active or the most represented meridians in that particular time of the season. So if you have kidneys or bladder that are weak, it could come from old UTIs, old kidney infections, old bladder infections. If your mom or your dad had these in their life, they could have passed that genetic weakness on to you. And that could have influenced which element that uh, you could have been. So whenever you have a kidney and a bladder issue, it means that there could be some weakness within the water element. Now, the water element um, usually has to do with certain symptoms, like the kidneys usually have symptoms like bad memory, like you can have short term memory loss or tinnitus. And the reason being is because there's or an imbalance, you can't stay balanced or tinnitus, your ears are ringing because kidneys help with fluid balance. Within your ears, you have endolymph. Endolymph is a little fluid that's in the tubes in your ears that keep you steady. But what if your, if your fluids are off? You have a little bit of wavering and those little areas of the tubes of the endolymph help with little hairs that raise up to hear frequencies. So you can have tinnitus because you have some fluid imbalances in your body associated with the kidneys. So anytime anybody says I have old bladder infections, old kidney infections, I have tinnitus and bad memory. I have hair loss because the bladder meridian runs through the head and you can actually have hair loss. I always think the kidney and bladder. Uh, furthermore, the kidney has a lot to do with the creation of a hormone called erythropoietin, which helps what? Create red blood cells within your bone marrow. And if that's the case, if you don't have good re- bone marrow, you don't produce a lot of red blood cells, you don't get a lot of oxygen, and so you doing oxygenate certain areas in your body that run along the bladder meridian or the kidney meridian, which is the head. So you may not get a lot of bone marrow in your skull, creating a lot of good oxygen, a lot of good blood to help the roots of your hair stay intact. So people have loss of hair on the head. That's a big signal in Chinese medicine. So you can have this weakness. You can have the the emotions of fear. Fear is the biggest emotion with the kidney and bladder. And so a person can consistently be fearful. Like they can literally be like walking down and get really like scared real easy. Like, oh, what's going on there? Uh, Really pence around people, all right? Or tense, I'm sorry, not pence in this, but tense. And things can make them jumpy. So if that's the case... Then if you're always getting scared, you get scared too easy or you scream real easy, then that is going to be maybe a kidney or bladder um, dysfunction. Now, can people have organ dysfunctions with these symptoms and be another element? Sure can. But I'm saying these are the major things within each element. So the water is a philosopher and you have these dysfunctions that go on with the kidney and the bladder. You can have fear. And you remember, you have to find people that will feed you. So you want a metal element. So the water is the philosopher. And you want somebody that's organized so it's kind of like uh, you're an internal process and you're a dreamer but you want somebody that's like the philosopher that can like speak some insight into your life so you want that organization in your life but you're like i want some insight in the background of life i want people to tell me about their philosophies you can make good pairings with a balanced metal element so you have the metal element what are the foods so i wrote those down too um usually um I usually love to suggest metal elements uh, i mean i'm sorry um water elements to have the blue color and blue colors are usually like with blueberries or figs Uh, pomegranates grapes dark cherries are good dark seaweed spinach is really good um, for individuals also i put down uh chestnuts um, even eggs eggs are not even blue but they have like some tint to them and like in certain eggs um, and also, like you really want a lot of good, like holy basil or cinnamon or adaptogenic type herbs, especially for the kidneys, because the kidneys where the adrenals sit on top of, and that's really, really. If you have fatigued kidneys, then you can have weakness without the whole throughout the whole body. The adrenals sit on top of the kidneys, and the adrenals, if they get in fight or flight, can weaken the kidneys. So you need adaptogenic, which means this: those that help your adrenals and your thyroid adapt to stress. So adaptogenic herbs you can use in your diet, in your food. You can use cinnamon. You can use uh, holy basil people love basil if they have kidney issues and go back and listen to those. you want lots of berries and figs. If you have a known allergy to any of these foods, don't take them, but use the alter you know, add in the extra stuff. I've been mentioning in these lists. Now a couple, um, good herbs that I really like, uh, for the, um, for the kidneys and the bladder, it's going to be Romania root, Romania root. I do love ginger and I love um, sesame seed or black sesame seed. That's really good for the kidneys. Those are just a few examples of the foods. Now, what you're trying to do is trying to increase the function of the kidney and the bladder. So you use these foods and it's been shown that they help increase the kidney and bladder function. So remember, you're not just putting in ingredients, cook for your element, okay? Cook for your element you'll see that if you add the small things in there, you're going to situate those organs and they'll just start detoxifying really well. And you'll actually have more energy and more sustained energy. So now we're going to talk about what the um, water element does. It feeds back up into my element, which is the wood element. The wood element usually has a slender face, a uh, slender uh, body frame, like not too heavy, just a pretty light person. And we're known as the wood element because we, our bodies look like uh, sinewy type, um, basically like tree roots. Okay, so we're tree roots, like, and we're like thinner individuals. We have really skinny hands too, um, and uh, we're usually known as like the people who are like forging on. We're pioneers. We like to take into um, ideas, and we like to uh, take those ideas and move forward with them, and then uh, create ideas and be and in, 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 uh, have ingenuity. And we like to take uh, these, those um, those uh, internal processing thoughts from like a water element who gives us ideas, and we take the ideas and we roll with it. We figure out how to accomplish it. That's good for um, wood elements. They're usually pretty high achievers. Um, and the wood elements usually represented, not usually, they are represented by the liver and the gallbladder, and the liver and the gallbladder have associated with the, the emotions of anger and frustration. So what happens if you have a congealed or you have a, a, a liver or an, a gallbladder doesn't work well? Have you ever had a grandparent? Have you yourself had a gallbladder issues or um, uh, liver issues? What that means is that usually the individual has uh, high intensity, like uh, or in the past, they've had uh, a a concealed anger or frustration, or maybe they express it. Um, The wood element has to be really careful because we can be in that realm where we like we will just stuff anger and we can be angry inside. Uh, that can come from when an, uh, the liver can be uh, toxic. It can be that your methylation cycles. MTHFR is a methylation gene. And methylation means in your, in your liver that you can actually uh, break down certain B vitamins and use that to help run your phase one and phase two detox of the liver. So Chinese medicine, they probably didn't talk about phase one, phase two, but they say if you have toxic blood... If you had stagnated blood within your liver, it's going to have toxic blood going into your bloodstream, which goes to your brain, and you're going to have bad thoughts. You're going to have anger and frustration because you're irritable. So if you can clean up your liver, you'll actually have clean blood, and you'll be less irritable, less angry. If your gallbladder is infested with parasites or gallstones, what are some of the main symptoms? Bloating, digestive issues, you can't digest fats. You can't get rid of those excess fats that come from avocados or almonds or fish oils or olive oil, and they can do what? Get rancid in your stomach and cause you to have a sour stomach. So it's basically like, does that? this is a flip side. If you have a gallbladder or a liver, that's the wood element. What does the wood element do in the destructive cycle? It uproots the earth. Okay, follow me. The roots go into the earth and uproot it. So it keeps the earth at bay. It controls the earth. So if you had a gallbladder issue that was really bad or a liver issue that's not producing the fat enzymes to get into your gallbladder, to squeeze into your stomach, which is what? An earth element to help you digest fats. Your stomach gets sour. It gets inflamed. And so the function of the gallbladder affects the function of the stomach. It can actually cause the stomach to decrease in function. So you see how there's a destructive cycle so there's it's really amazing how chinese medicine describes it all it's just like hitting it on the on the tip of the eye this is the tip of of this mountain so really what we're going to say is like with the the gallbladder and liver is you want to increase the uh flow of blood and electricity within the organ and if you do that then you'll start to see that you increase the the uh, processing of anger and frustration you may not be as angry so if you got great food and great herbs in your body to help you with that stagnation, to help your liver and gallbladder heal up, you'll so start seeing that your methylation, your MTHFR dysfunction within your liver can get better. So you want to cook with foods to help accentuate that. And so you start seeing increase, um, increased uh, movement of uh, anger and frustration out of your life. And then what that does to you is like it helps with your body's ability not only to detoxify, but able to process further anger and frustration. You're always going to get those kind of every type of emotion every day. You just want to be able to process them well. Okay. So we have the wood and we have the the qualities of it and we want to increase these foods. What are the foods? Okay. So write these down. I got these down. You want green leafy vegetables. You can do a lot of juicing because it's green like the liver. Remember the wood elements green represented by the trees, the leaves. It's a green element. It's growth. Also, I wrote down, you want green apples. You can do kale. You can do spinach. You can do um, uh, artichokes. You can do lean meats. I also say pickled vegetables are pretty good like sauerkraut or kimchi. Now, one thing you want to do is create cut down on those fats I mentioned, like the avocados, uh, olive oil, the almonds. It's not that they're bad. It's just that your liver, if it's weak or your gallbladder, it can't break them down. So if you start eating with the foods and maybe even throwing their organ meats like, you know, liver, or beef tongue or something like that, that would help with increasing the function of the liver. Then you can actually start eating uh, some of the uh, foods that like that have fats in them. that's how my family is. If I get my, my gallbladder and liver working really well, I'm able to eat more fatty foods. All right. So herbs I like is chrysanthemum. I love chrysanthemum. I love, uh, rose water. I love goji berries. Um, also I wrote down, um, I like dates. Um, I don't need a lot of dates because I have a little bit of a problem with them, but I say with foods like red dates are really good, uh, for the liver. Chrysanthemum is really great. It's a flower, but I'm telling you, it's like, it basically can clean up a lot of viruses. It helps with the body's ability to detoxify and is safer. Chrysanthemum is really safe for even pregnant ladies and, uh, for kids so these help the liver flush these are the foods that help accentuate and flush and rebalance so go back over and check those okay now with yours with your cylinder fame of of the wood element you probably want to use more like tai chi or yoga stretching to help stretch the sinews the liver and the gallbladder control the sinews of the body because methylation within the liver contributes to dna and rna and creatine uh, promotion within the body and joint glucosamine chondroitin it's all associated with the liver so a weak liver means weak joints so whenever you want to accentuate you want to be able to strengthen them both yoga and stretching and tai chi and qigong and and those types of exercises okay so these are some great ideas i think that would help accentuate each element if you're wood element, you need a good um uh, water element in your life you want that philosopher to come in and give you the ideas and when you get the ideas and make them go forward You then can take your ideas and you feed into the fire element life and that fire element life will take that and will express and resound your idea or your, your work and tell everybody about it, but also take the ideas and just promote it. They're great promoters. So that's just one aspect of how to look into Chinese medicine and the L5 elements and how to rejuvenate your body and help to use those foods to help with accentuating this. So I hope that was a really good, uh, basic intro to the five elements to rejuvenation to the foods that are used and the herbs okay guys I hope this was helpful and in a in a basically in a nutshell you want to find the individuals in your life that feed into your life so you want to find those elements that go down the path remember fire earth then the metal then the water then the wood back to fire it doesn't mean you don't have friends that are different elements but you want the balanced elements that are around you in the cycle to, uh, to be in your life, to help you receive and to give. It's the yin and yang. Receive from the previous element and give to the next. All right. That's why friendships and community is so important. That's how it's formed in the five elements. That's another good podcast probably we ought to do. Anyway, guys, I hope this was good. Sorry about the echo. My mic went out, but you know what? I think this was uh, pretty fun to talk to you guys about it. Um, Courtney will be on our next podcast and uh guys we just i'm just glad to be able to talk to you about this uh this uh, unique aspect of chinese medicine all right guys you take it easy you can uh hit us up on ancient health uh, ancient health institute on instagram and you can uh hit me and courtney up she's organic blondie i'm dr molly on instagram you can ask us questions and we'll try to get back to you as soon as possible until the next time guys you have a great day enjoy it stay balanced talk to you soon